welcome to What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This week, I'm joined by my friends Amy, Naomi, Callum, and Elle for Volanda Beam, a fantasy RPG designed and written by Ben Costa and James Parks. On the fantasy graphic novel series Rickety Stitch and the Gelatinous Goo, The Land of Eam is a game about adventurers exploring and discovering remnants of a forgotten better age. Players take on the roles of law-seeking travellers, fortune-seeking pioneers and adventure-seeking heroes in a time devoid of them. You can find out more information about The Land of Eam and download the open beta bundle which includes the quick start guide used for this one shot as a pay what you want for product on DriveThruRPG. You can also join the official Land of Eam Discord server where you can talk about the game, share constructive feedback and find groups to play with. I'll add links to all of these on the What Am I Rolling website and in this episode show notes. So here's how the Land of Eam works. Whenever a player does something and the outcome is in question, they should make a check to find out what happens next. To make a check, the player must roll a d12 and add or subtract the modifier of the skill that's being used. The final result determines the type of success or failure that occurs. And there are five types of check results. Getting a 12 or more is a complete success. Getting a 9, 10 or 11 is just a regular success. Getting a 6, 7 or 8 is a success with a twist. Getting a 3, 4 or 5 is a failure with a plus. And finally, getting a 1 or a 2 is a complete failure. I don't want to get too bogged down with all the details in playing the Land of Eam RPG just because I couldn't do it justice in the time we have. That said, I will come back to the conflict rules when we get to it in the one shot. If you want to find out more, be sure to check out the official Land of Eam website. That's landofeam.com forward slash land dash of dash eam dash RPG. And download the official open beta bundle, which includes the quick start guide used for this one shot as a pay what you want for product on DriveThruRPG. For this one shot, we use the following pre-gen characters, which can be found in the Land of Eam beta quick start rules. We had Kiri Candlehart, the Bard, Riley Springle, the Loyal Chum, Squeege, the Dungeoneer, and Vorica Rinch, the Rascal. Note, we definitely started changing it to Vorshika rather than Vorica, because I'm incapable of reading words aloud. So apologies to designers on that one. The adventure we used was Wally's Waffles and Rats, which can also be found in the Beta Quick Start Guide. One last thing before we begin, Naturally, there are times in this one-shot where the players, and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong, or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. And what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. So, with all that out of the way, let's play The Land of Eam. The rumours are true. Wally's Waffles and Weorgs is shutting its doors. You have all made your way here to the tavern for one last night of laughter, tears, and tons of sweet, 
syrupy stacks of waffles with a side haunch of wee org meat. As you walk through the creaky saloon doors, you scan a packed room to see friends you have not talked to in ages. There's Schwimmweis, the Schwime, twiddling his whiskers and hyping up his crazy new business venture. And there's Happy Dunstan, the only boggart to ever complete Wally's howling hot challenge and lived to tell the tale. Rolgram the bridge troll and Tabitha the rascal deal each other another hand of their hussar cards. But all of you can't help but feel a pang of nostalgia for this little scrappy dive where everybody knows your names. So let's go around. Let's start with uh, let's start with Kiri, if that's okay. First, can you introduce yourself? What you look like? What your class is? And what's the one thing about this bar that stands out to you and is important to you? Hey, hello. Uh, my name is Kiri. I am a bogart. I have orange clothes and blue hair, and I play the violin. I like to hang out with my friends and talk to people. So I really like in this tavern the fireplace with the chairs around it, and we like to sit together there and entertain ourselves. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, Kiri. Well, next we'll go to Riley. Riley, can you introduce yourselves? And what is it about this tavern that means so much to you? Well, sometimes sometimes they have really nice music here, and, and I really like listening to the music, but also the food is really good, and I really like food. I mean, it's like home feel, you know, that kind of cosy feeling where you can just like get wrapped up and warm in the food. It's so nice, and I love it. It's so lovely. Oh, by the way, I'm your best chum. I swear, I'm such a loyal chum. I'm friends with everybody, and it's great. I can't wait for this adventure to start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll go to uh, Vorsha. I think that's how you pronounce it, correct? Uh, Vorsha? Hello, I'm Vorsha, and I, I'm from a very rich family, definitely. This isn't a lie at all, it's not a scam. My father will pay you handsomely for helping me. This, this place is wonderful. I love the beautiful display of ice creams on sale. You know, the colours, the flavours. Sometimes the shopkeeper gives me free tasters that, oh, they're so beautiful. I love them. When it's gone, this place, it will be very much missed. So true, so true. And now, of course, the final member of this party, uh, Squeegee. Squeegee, could you introduce yourselves? And then could we have a translation for what Squeegee says? <laughs> I am Squeege, legendary dungeoneer of the land of Eam. I come from a long line of famous gelatinous ghee. I shall be here in my final visit to this establishment to complete once and for all the Hoggles Hot Ones challenge with my crew of Boggles. Excellent. What are their names? <laughs> their names? <laughs> the names of like, how many Boggles was it? I, I always tend to forget. I, me too. <laughs> I believe there are seven. Their names are... No, no, you're forgetting one. There's definitely eight. Eight. Their names eight. are uh, Sleepy, Doc, Sneezy, Snow White. They're two separate ones. Um, then there's red, blue, and banana. Very, very good. He said his name is Squeege. He does lots of dungeony things, and he has boggles. He has boggles. Good, good to know. Well, he said something about really liking the not very spicy pancakes, or the not not not, not hot pancakes. Yes, yeah, yeah, too. Yes, plain food. It's his favorite. <laughs> he, he doesn't like the spices. He can't eat them. He also doesn't even like to put the like the the. the sauces on he doesn't go for any of that he just likes to have the very plain pancakes all on their own 
Yes. Bland as possible. <laughs> That's Squeegee's favourite. So you arrive, all of you. And you all, again, you all know each other. You're all very well seasoned adventurers at this point. And you grab a booth, the last booth available along the, on the town. And again, you start getting drinks in. You see Wally, sort of a, a human, a pot belly, huge big hat. That's the one thing you all remember from Wally's is that it's a bit like a chain or was trying to be a chain. So they have little paper hats. And for, you know, for, certainly for the children, but it seems to have gone to all the adults as well. We have like a crown. It just says Wally's really big on the writing there. And as you can see, there are other patrons here. So you can see Roham and Tabitha dealing cards by the fireplace. You see Happy Dunstan's on a sort of stool, this huge bogart who's sort of sort of slipping off a little bit, but it's still there. And everyone, as soon as everyone goes in, they go, ah, Happy. And he's like, hey, it's me. Hooray! You know, and things are starting to, uh, you know, get a bit lively and stuff as it is the last night of uh, Wally's before it's closing its doors. So what's, what are you folk thinking? Like, what are you going to go talk to people or are you just going to sample the delights? What's the plan? Really, really want a big stack of just really yummy food. You know, I just, just want to get cosy. Remember how it feels one last time. I am going to take out my notebook where I have pressed all the previous carons and put them all on. <laughs> all of them on my head at the same time. Uh, it looks like an incredible sight. You can see, like, again, they're all different colours as well. And they, they just fit. Uh, again, you've not got a big head or anything, but you've just got them all just <laughs> pressed really tightly because there's so many of them. You do seem to have the most crowns. The loyal charm of the Waffle House. This is true. I am not as good friend as Riley is. I have occasionally donated her my hat if she has forgotten to take her. Yes, some of these are Riley's hats. This is why they don't. (laughs) Slightly too small, but but Riley has ears, so she stretches them a little bit. You see, this one is ripped. Mm. This is from Riley's ears. That's my fault. It is my fault. Oh, uh, Borsha, what are you thinking uh, at this point? I quite like the look of the card game going on. Mm, yeah, so you can see you've got, so this bridge troll, you all recognise a bridge troll from your travels. Again, not all the creatures in the Land of Beam are monstrous or, or, or ne'er-do-wells, as it were. Bridge trolls are actually a valid job. Uh, you know, someone's got to look after them, take the maintenance and whatnot. So this huge bridge troll there, huge and it's striking. Most bridge trolls have green or, or grey fur. This one is bright yellow, stands out a mile. And almost like the hair is very long and goes over, a bit Cousin It style. A huge bulbous sort of like black eyes blinking, looking at the cars. And you can almost see like a bead of sweat as they're sort of panicking about the next hand. On the other side, you have Tabitha, who is a silver haired sort of human who's looking very cool, very sort of relaxed, a little sort of a toothpick in her mouth, sort of chuckling slightly enjoying this but it's not tense again all of you can see this they're clearly good friends just having you know one of those sort of friendship hazard card battles yes if i could wander over and mm-hmm. ask if i could join in ask tabitha yeah absolutely uh, so what do you say oh tabitha uh, do i know tabitha uh, you you recognize her tabitha is it uh yes can i help you i was wondering if i could join in this Wonderful game. Oh, are you, are you? And she sort of sees, oh, I see you with the, oh, you're a friend of Wally's, yes? Yes, yes. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Um, a good player, are you? I've, I've been known to play well in the past. Make a trickery roll. <laughs> so that is a d12 plus your trickery. Yeah. First roll. That's my d12. First roll. That is six plus two, eight. You succeed with a twist. 
So the rest of the party, you see this. What goes wrong? What's the complication? It's a very collaborative game, this one. I do have something, but they out of interest. They drop a pack of cards out of their side pockets, which is some of them are clearly marked. <laughs> <laughs> you bring, yes, I think that's a good idea. So like, you see uh, she's about to go, oh, bring up a chair. And as you bring up the chair, like a big hand like of all aces <laughs> flops out onto the uh, well, um, that's a bit awkward, isn't oh. it? Uh, yes, no, uh, this, I, I collect the aces from every pack that a pack of cards that I win with. Um, <laughs> Trickery roll at disadvantage. <laughs> 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 oh, and that one. That one. <laughs> she sort of leans over and goes, maybe not tonight, my friend. Okay. And then sort, okay. of, and then sort of like picks up the cards and hands them to you. <laughs> oh no, you can you can keep them. <laughs> oh, I don't keep cheetahs cards. Ooh, am I going to take that? Well, as you stand there thinking about it, Squeegee, what are you doing? <laughs> I came here for one purpose and one purpose only, and that yes, was yeah. to win the Hoggles Hot Ones Championship and be the second person ever to complete the Hoggles Hot One competition. That's why I'm here is my purpose in life currently. <laughs> The dungeoneering work sort of dried up a bit. <laughs> so sad. So whilst all this is going on, Squeegee, you see the sort of big plaque where it says uh, uh, Wally's Howling Hots Challenge, propped up next to uh, Happy Dunstan. And then behind the bar, you can see the winners of the Howling Hot Challenge. And it's the same picture of Happy Dunstan just turned around, sort of like fingers up, like, like ready to go. Um, so yeah, Happy you can Dunstan will regret this day. Are you going to go up? I say, that to, I say that to Happy Dunstan. <laughs> Happy Dunstan, you will regret this day. I'm putting my hat on that. Yeah, he says good luck. <laughs> so the, the Happy Dunstan sort of, sort of wheels around again. It's sort of a ball of a, of a, a boggart. And it's like, ah, oh, hey. Yes, my nemesis. I will defeat you in this challenge. What? He hopes you do really, really well and get another win. Oh, oh, that's so lovely. Goes to sort of like sort of pat you on the head as if you. <laughs> do not touch my hard hat, Dunstan. <laughs> he really likes it when you take his hard hat. Oh, I, I, I respect boundaries. You know, I have won one bar fly to win her challenger. Uh, barkeep, instead of signals to Wally, a challenger. Approaches for the hot challenge, my liege. And sort of like bows too far, can't get back up. And then <laughs> your sarcasm is beyond me, Dunstan. One day I will end you. You know, for all your burbling, I really, really like you. So, about two minutes later or so, a huge uh, plate comes out, and you can see it is like the haunch of some sort of big sort of dog animal you think it's a weorg of some sort you've not really you know you've not really seen them but that's what you've always been told this meat is on a bed of 40 fluffy pancakes and waffles and then there's a little note that comes with it and it says you have one hour to uh, eat this no napkins no drinks the winners get their names on the walls and the heroic title of woe of waffles which you can you can invoke at any tavern and you can see it sort of they, they put it on there, the smoke and the, the heat is rising up from the haunch. And then a, a serving maid comes over, like and bottles something with her teeth, and then pours something over. And you can just see a <laughs> as a fire appears over the top of the haunch. And then she eventually just goes, 
starts blowing it out. And then it's like, okay, enjoy, and wanders away. I think I start walking from one end of it to the other and consuming it as the gelatinous goo do. <laughs> Slowly pulling it in. Okay. Sort of pulling it into myself, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so you, can you please roll for me a vitality roll with disadvantage? <laughs> so that was a 12 and a 7. So that is a vitality. A 9. <sighs> You get three quarters of the way through, and then you're like, no, something's not right. Unfortunately, you needed a 12 or more <laughs> to be. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's how I reacted. So oh, no. And you sort of look back, and you can see like the odd waffle starts to come through, starts to like peek out of your goo. You're like, no, no, bring it back, bring it back. <laughs> can I use my boggles to keep them, to make them push it back in? <laughs> You most certainly can try. Cause what? So read me out your boggle. So skill. my boggle crew. I have an expendable crew of boggles that accompany me on my expeditions. Uh, I roll plus inspire or intimidate once per session. Uh, you can boss them around for various purposes. They're especially useful for distraction, menial labour, and triggering traps. <laughs> so you want them to help you? <laughs> I want. This is exactly the purpose that they are for. Perfect. Uh, um, I, so what are you doing? Are you uh, inspiring they are, them? They are, like, anything that's coming out, they're pushing back in no. and maintaining the <laughs> no, no, I understand what you're doing. I want to know what you're saying to them. Are you intimidating oh, oh. them? Or are you inspiring them to help you? I am going, sleepy, sneezy, snow, white, red, blue, keep the food within me. <laughs> what about banana? Banana! Banana is inexperienced and needs to learn. <laughs> they do so well. They try so hard. Okay. Uh, you can be so mean to Banana. Isn't that the one Riley named? That is absolutely the one Riley named. <laughs> okay, so roll for me and intimidate for me, please. 12. No way, really? Yeah, <laughs> 10 plus 2. 10 plus 2. <laughs> A complete success. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> You all see this. Like, again, uh, Vorsha, you're sort of turning around, you're like trying to think of a good one-liner to come back to uh, the card players, and you just see Squeegee's like, <laughs> pulling everything in. <laughs> the little boggles are like, I like to think of them as little dust mites, like in uh, Spirited Away. They're like, mm, yeah. and they start coming around, and they're like, they're tapping. And then you can just see the banana one, which is a little bit bigger than the others. It's like, and it's just like pushing <laughs> so hard, and it is all contained and you're just like mm, mm, and you start to digest it an hour passes you're not sick you don't do whistling beef or anything like that you win dunstan is defeated <laughs> as he deserved the whole bar is silent at this point looking at you and you just see happy dunstan goes ah oh, amazing oh my goodness quick 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 and uh, the barmaid comes out with a fantasy old-fashioned camera <laughs> to take your picture. Squeegee, you li lift yourself up. The, the wog meat's still in there. Like, and the, the, the waffles <laughs> takes, takes your sort of photo, your portrait, gets it out, whips it about, and puts it on a frame next to Happy Dunstan. It looks like it's the, obviously this, the most newest picture compared to Happy Dunstan. And you can just see at the back, like Happy Dunstan is sort of waving <laughs> your picture. This was not your moment, Dunstan. It was mine. It is such, it is such a wonderful thing to finally have someone on the wall with me. Well, it's after tonight. 
There'll be no more challenges. Oh, let me get you around for your group of friends. A drink? And it sort of like leans back slightly, almost falls over, then comes back. <laughs> and so the drink starts to come around as well. Riley would just like to stand behind Happy Dunstan and be like, <laughs> holding him up <laughs> where he goes. Again, a bit like uh, Viola Beauregard in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So wobbles back yeah. and forth on a thing. Uh, Vorsha, have you come up with your witty one-liner? <laughs> <laughs> While everyone is staring at Squeege, can I sneak away? Yeah, absolutely. Try and lift the uh, the ace from the deck of cards that you're using. Ooh. <laughs> trying to, you're trying to grab something. Nice. Yes, with sticky fingers. Whoa. Just okay. uh, ability I have. Oh, yeah. So what do you have to do for that? I roll plus nimbleness once per session, pickpocket an NPC, and create a mundane item that you have just stolen. Nice. Yeah, go for it. Roll uh, nimbleness for me, please. Eight plus two, ten. Ten. So that is a success. Uh, so what's the money you have? You're just going to steal, like, the ace from the... Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you have that then. You're easy enough. Everyone's sort of distracted and you're just like... <laughs> and you add it to your collection. <laughs> Lovely. Perfect. So make a note of that. That might be useful later. So the night continues on, unless anyone wants to do anything else. <laughs> nope. Perfect. Uh, so gets to halfway through the night. More people start to come in and the bar gets packed. Really, like, busy. And... Eventually, there's like a noise or a sort of a chant where it's like, Wally, Wally, Wally. And everyone starts to join in. And then halfway through, Wally gets up on the bar. This sort of humanoid, a bit, you know, old scraggy beard, pot belly, got an apron wrapped around him. And he's like, dearest friends and patrons, it brings me such great joy and sorrow to have you here tonight. Providing the used-to-be forest with the finest Ryog meat, tastiest waffles and of course the crispiest fried critters on this side of the river county has been my greatest passion in life but as i said to my first mate leaf lavender all them years ago on the open sea nothing lasts forever so let us drink until we die and the crowd starts like clapping and cheering and whooping but there is a laugh and a jeer, and you look around and you can see in the back table a pair of goons from the, let me get the name right, from the Subterranean Pits and Lairs LLC Limited. <laughs> you see them, and you know these goons, you've seen this part of them, there's Getty Frumpkin and Rourke Scribblejaw, and they're sort of there and they're laughing, they're like, drink up Wally, cause after tonight it's curtains for you. And then Rourke sort of goes, ha ha, curtains. Sort of just repeats anything that Geddy says. And you can see they're just there with their badges and stuff. And you have heard about subterranean, uh, what do they call it? Subter subterranean pits and lairs, or SPL, we'll call them from now on. They are the biggest dungeon company in the whole of the land of Eam. They deliberately mine out places to get resources and stuff and leave them hollow as such. And recently they have bought up the uh, village just across the road, the fire damp. And you think that Wally's has been sort of is being taken over as a result of that. What would you like to do? I'm gonna look very cross, but not do anything unless my friends do anything. <laughs> I am stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Squeeze, you're just sort of there. Was that Squeeze you wish to go fight them? I as much I have already many a time defeated the subterranean pits and lairs organization by defeating their dungeons. I have no <laughs> No need. <clears throat> Banana helps. <laughs> just like, <laughs> <laughs> just 
it down, keep it down, boss, keep it down. You can see as sort of the bar, like again, people are like in hushed tones, we're giving also giving evil eyes to the uh, to the goons at the subterranean pit and lair table. You can see like Happy Dunstan is just still like like lollygagging around. Clearly, he's in it for the long haul. Uh, you can see Tabitha and Rogram sort of like again tisking and going back to their cards. And then um, another person appears, another Boggart, standing at the bar. And you can see this person has like huge clown shoes, a huge flower on their lapel, and a pipe with bubbles coming out of it, with a big hat. And you can see this person's looking around, is like looking, looking for like a stage or something to sort of perform. And it's starting start to ask people what is going on. Can I help you, friend? Ah, ah, yes, yes. Hello, hello. My name is Ronnie. I am the prop comic. If you were performing, I would have said, oh, yes, let's perform, but I do not do comedy. Oh, it's the best. Honestly, prop comedy scene is going to be a big hit. I've, I've performed at Wally's for years, and, well, I'm just so sad it's closing down. Here, here, smell my flower. And it's uh, Riley, he's like, smell my flower. Sniff! As you go in to sniff, a huge like piece of water comes out and, and covers you all in it. It's not too cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts rifling through like a huge comedy bag and he goes I tell you I tell you what though the prop comedy scene is cut thrown here i tell you what i will take an arrow to the head and it puts his head in his bag pulls up and there's like an arrow hat on him this man is mortally wounded <laughs> do you need heals you have arrow you are hurt and it's like ah ah doesn't break eye contact this whole time it's like ah no, no, Kiri. It's uh, it's not a real arrow. Oh, it's not real. It no. pulls, it, pulls it off the head. Like, oh. And it's it's sort of there, waiting for anything, any reaction <laughs> at all. <laughs> Obviously, Riley's like clapping and stuff, but he's clearly waiting for something more. I think it's at this point that the the boggles can no longer contain the food. <laughs> You just see, like, uh, Snow and White going, It's gonna blow! <laughs> oh no, Riley! <laughs> Squeegee, how would you describe um, you vomiting up this food? <laughs> you know when, like, a water balloon explodes, um, but it's like that, but it reverberates back just without the food then inside it. <laughs> It's quite a sorry sight. This goes all over the table, goes all over the booth. And yeah, you you folk are covered in bits, bits of slightly dissolved waffle, bits of wag meat, and bits of goo as well. And Squeegee looks a little bit less... <laughs> I don't know how, how, a squeegee, how a gelatinous goo could look so forlorn, but Squeegee manages it. <laughs> oh, Squeegee, are you okay? Banana, I told you to look after it. <laughs> Banana! It will comfort Banana. Start like trying to clean up Squeech <laughs> and all her friends. Squeech, here I have some of your arm on my face, Squeech. Here. Just give that back here. There you go. It's at this point Wally comes and greets you. <laughs> <laughs> Do not slip on Squeech, he's everywhere. Well, oh no. Oh well, I did I did warn you about. But it's fine, it's fine. You tell you what, you can be, for one night, you can also be a champion with Happy. And you can see Happy is like, ah, just like drooling ever so slightly. He's, oh, he's out of Ollie, time. I made the hour. 
Do not make an enemy of me. Thank you. That's very kind. He says it's very, very kind of you to be so generous, given he's definitely not done it quite right. Well, no. Well, I mean, I would charge you for the cleanup and stuff, but, well, maybe you folk can help me. You see, and he sort of sort of eyes over at the uh, subterranean pits and lairs group, and he goes, Look, I need to find my property deed. Look, Wally's is definitely mine, and I... I know it is, but I don't have the thing to prove it. And apparently subterranean pits and lairs, they, they've got proof, or they say they've got proof. Look, I think my property deed, I think it's I think it's in the basement. But and he gets quiet at this point. He goes, look, I think I think the rats might have got it. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. I've got rats in the basement. Just try and be discreet about it. People are trying to eat, and I don't want, you know, my good reputation to go, but I will hire you guys to go go and get my property deed. But of course, Wally, those the SPL, they drove my very real and not made up rich father out of business. <laughs> I've had a grudge against them ever since. I'm telling you, the SLP, they, they are getting into everything. They've got fire damp, they've got all these villages across the forest that used to be. It's only a matter of time till they get us. And I know in my heart of hearts that I own this place. So anything you can do will be, would help me so much. We will do anything we can. And who cares about a few rats? We will definitely not tell anyone about the rats. Please, please, I, I, I need your utmost discretion. You are my favourite patrons. And sort of looks at Squeegee still putting themselves back together. <laughs> like a snowman kind of rolling over the rest of the bar trying to pick up all the bits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, maybe you slide down a bit to get the bits on the floor. <laughs> yeah. And there's a, you get, and you're like, oh, there's a bit of fluff on me now. No. Oh, gross. It's like that, that alien goo. Yeah. <laughs> Look, um, if you, if you let Martha know, um, she'll direct you to the back, the, the basement door. And look, I'll keep everyone busy up here. Just go down. It should, it should right be there. I'm, I'm sure of it. Just, just be careful of the rats. Sure. No rats. Okay, look. Last time I went down there, there was a there was a couple of rats, and they weren't happy. How big were the rats? Uh, you know, like you know, are, they, are they like the same size as me? No. Okay. No. Are you sure? <laughs> Make for me a perception check because perception in this game is a bit like insight as well. They've sort of you know, so make a perception check for me. I got a nine or Kiri. I mean. I don't know, like, you, you've heard of all sorts of rats. Uh, Riley, he's definitely worried about something. You think the rats are definitely bigger than what he's saying. Yeah, look, we, well, like, it's okay if they're big, we just kind of need to know, because if we're going to go down there for you, like, we are going to go down there for you, because we really like you, and, and you're our friend, and so we'll do things for you, but, but kind of scary if they're kind of big, you know? I'm quite little. I, I understand. Look, all right, all right. So, let me... Let me find my notes and I will tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> we wait here with pancakes and... You wait, I'll, I'll get a fresh foot, Martha, and then get some... <laughs> I, now, I know what you're going to think. And he sort of comes and sits down next to you, maybe squishes over Squeegee a little bit more so you're all fitting in and it sort of regrets, regrets it instantly. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> look, you know, you know the wag meat, right? I, like, it's our speciality here at Wally's. It's really hard to, you know, get in and, and get it in supply because um, wags are like they're really vicious creatures. So, as it's more trouble than it's worth, I kind of went to another food source, killer rats. Ooh. 
killer rats they're, they're pests right they're they're you know it's fine i thought they're in the basement i i can control them and stuff but that they, they they sort of um multiplied quite a bit and um and then we had this this delivery of like the glowing cheese wheel that they started eating and now they got really big very large killer rats i, I mean not work it's i mean that they I, I, I mean, I dealt with it. I dealt with it. I shut the door and then I haven't been back in months. Out of sight, out of mind. I didn't think it would be a problem until, until I needed the deed. And now, yeah. Wally, what did I just eat? <laughs> he wants to know what he just ate. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, for the, for the hot challenge. Don't worry. And again, goes to tap you on your head. Again, you hate this. People treat you like a pet. And you, you just, it just, you just, you just end up wobbling. It's very frustrating. And he, and he goes, oh, no, no, uh, that's inconsiderate of me. I'm so sorry. I apologize on behalf. For the hot challenge, I, I, I keep, I make sure it's we org meat. Because otherwise, people will know the difference. Look, we org meat is for the hot challenge only. Everything else, everything, even, even a few, a few of the waffles are, killer rats but look i i I can only do it if adventurers are here to help me how how does that work how do you turn a rat into a waffle that's my question as well this is the most important part to discuss here how do you turn a rat into a waffle why did you have rat waffle look it is a very secret wally recipe that i will share with you only if you get the deed Hmm? i see you're all very interested in how i make rat waffles now we get the first two steps of how you make rat waffles <laughs> as collateral. That's good. That's good. I will give. You, I will give you the first. I will give you the last step. Profit. No, we want first step. Damn it! I gave you profit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay. The, all right. First step. First step. Catch a killer rat. Yes. Well. Okay. Seem to have done that with the rats downstairs in the basement. Correct. Step two. Free the killer rats. No, 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 not breed, kill, kill the killer rats. <laughs> look, I've got, look, I don't have time to talk logistics. I need that property deed. <laughs> okay. Um, when you when you mentioned the glowing cheese. So the glowing cheese, we were thinking, thinking of having like a one-off offer, you know, like here is a, a Weog burger slash killer rat burger with cheese. So it's a cheese killer rat Weog burger. And they ate it, bastards. Oh, my cheese. Do you realise how expensive cheese is to make in a fantasy land? It's really difficult. Wooly, your cheese was glowing. Yes, special cheese. Was it from the gnomes? Did the gnomes cast spells on it and made it glow? Or was it just... Yeah, you know what? I think it did come from those those gnomes. They are are quite the cheese makers. Hello. Right, now that I've discussed the logistics of my business with four strangers, can <laughs> I be not strangers? Wally, look at all my hats. We've no, known you for so long, Wally. Can I count on your help? Yes, we will go get glowing cheese rats. On my honour as a dungeoneer. Right, it's not the glowing cheese rats. I need the deed. <coughs> no to the rats. Right. You've got plenty of the rats <laughs> here. Wally, how have you been getting the meat for the uh for the rats? <laughs> I must go and wander off. <laughs> Giving you a big wink and like we've got an hour and a half to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> and you've not even set inside the dungeon yet. So <laughs> <laughs>
magic of a montage. You make your way through to the base, through the, the door. Martha lifts up the partition in the bar. You're all sort of shuffled through, squeezing all the last, and they push you, and they go, don't come out. Yeah, that's it. Go. Go away. Leave. And, and they go, don't come back. Don't come back till you've got the deed, because there'll be no story back behind this door. And they shut the door. It was very rude not telling us to come back. And you turn around and there is a door and on it says the sign basement. Okay. Is there a window in the door or is it just a solid door? <laughs> um, there is actually, there's like a little like lattice like sort of thing on it. Um, and as you go up to it, like it's very dusty and dark. You don't think anyone's cleaned it for much for a long time. The rats are very bad at housekeeping. We should give them lessons. We will get them, we will get some rats and give them housekeeping lessons. Squeeze, you don't happen to have a feather duster in that backpack. <laughs> Squeeze strategically I mean... says silent for this whole scene. <laughs> All right, I will try door, see if it's open. Okay, um, the door slowly but surely starts to creak open towards you. Oh, excellent. As you all look in and you turn around and you flick the fantasy light switch with the torches appear on, you can see a storage room. And this place is full of crates, barrels, boxes, like piled ridiculously high, the smell of must. And as you sort of, not file in all straight away, but looking in from the door, you get the sense of like, oh, this is, this could be a death trap. <laughs> but you can just see this a whole room, about like say 30 feet across and 30 feet by like a square. There's no other exits out of this room at all. What would you like to do? What does it smell like? It smells of damp, of old waffles, and death. <laughs> you smell poop? Is there a poop? Yeah, we've all been to the, well, we used to all go to those pubs that had sticky floors. It's like oh, that. Oh, right. Oh, no. mm -hmm. I lift my feet, I'm like, oh, this is disgusting. I would like to see if I can see any of the glowing G's. I'm very interested in this. Luigi, it feels like I'm just walking on you. Yeah. Okay, um, anyone who likes, who wants to have a quick like look around, you can do a uh, either a perception check to see if you can see anything or a search check if you want to really go, if you really want to, I don't know, touch the boxes, I don't know. I will do perception check. If I have proficiency in seeing in the dark, does that mean I get advantage on the perceptions? Or? You would if you hadn't just turned on the, the fantasy torchlights, yes. Good point, I forgot about that. That's okay, don't worry. But yes, you would get advantage if you were seeing in the dark for that. But yeah, anyone, everyone can make either a perception or a uh, search roll. All right, so let's go around in order. Uh, we'll go, Kiri, what did you get? What was I your check? I got 12, 12 perception. 12, nice. Uh, Riley? Seven. Uh, what was that, a perception or perception. a... Perception. Perception. Uh, uh, Bosca? 14 search. Whoa, very good. And then Squeegee, what did you get? 12 search. 12 search, damn, very, very good. So for those of you who are using perception, you can see these boxes are quite rickety and you can actually see the damp coming down them. You can see that it's actually crates of sort of rotten vegetables, like cornmeal and flour stack. You feel like people have not been in here for some time. The barrels themselves are full of like dips and toppings and condiments that are starting to ease, like make, you know, sort of go through sort of the, uh, the bits in between the planks. And starting to make, that's where the smell is sort of coming from. But those of you who are searching, in the center of this room, covered by a few little bits of uh, cardboard, which is definitely a fantasy material, um, you find a very small jar. And on it, you see it says super 
spicy secret mustard. And on the back, it says, which killer rats and other animals find abhorrent. So any of any of you could put that in your inventory. But who was it that got the lowest number? I think that was Riley, wasn't it? You got the lowest number. Riley, can you make for me a... Uh, let's go with doo -doo -doo -doo, a straight nimbleness check for me, please. Uh, nimbleness eight. So as you are, you're sort of again looking through stuff and then you accidentally back into one of these walls and you're like, oh, you turn around, grab it. And then just around the corner, you can hear the noise of, oh. you sort of look and everyone else sees this as well at the same point. You see a huge, almost four feet long, what would be like a worm with slimy me membrane. And you can see just huge teeth, sort of pincers at the top of it, currently sleeping under all this garbage. You've not disturbed it. What would you like to do? Mister, really stop moving and, and not disturb the giant scary worm thing. It, it, it's got like, Sliminess, but not squeegee type sliminess, like bad sliminess. Don't. You think I have the good kind of sliminess? You have the best kind of sliminess, Squeech. You're squeegee. We, we, we accept you. You guys are <clears throat> good allies. Vorsica, <laughs> is there something you can do? Well, Squeege, I thought that you might know what this is with your vast experience of dungeoneering. Uh, if you want, Squeegee, you can make for me a wilderness check. Or a law check, actually. No, sorry, a realms check. There you go. All the same thing to me at the moment. <laughs> I know exactly what it is, because I got a three. A three. <laughs> it's a giant worm with teeth. Fuck me. I, mean, I, I, I could probably have looked at actually what it was, but it just scared me quite a lot. I mean, and it's still there snoring away, but you can see these te teeth, they're dripping with like ooze of it. And then actually behind it, you can see there is like next to like, I think one of the, uh, one of the couple of crates have fallen back. There is a door. So it's in front of these crates, which is in front of a door. Okay, guys. So, um, you know how I said we have to stop moving and not disturb it? We might have to go past it first or second or something. And with, you, with your checks from before, nobody found any deeds. The only thing you found was this uh, super spicy secret mustard. There is always Zam. Zam the Sneak Boggle, who is entirely separate to the rest of my crew. <laughs> he has a right. plus one for knack attributes and skills and a minus three to literally everything else. <laughs> 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 and they could deliver the mustard if necessary. Sam looks up from like your pack going, me. The <laughs> like, <laughs> mustard will work on that. It, it says killer rats. Does it say anything else? You look back at the small print. It goes and other animals. Oh, Zam well, doesn't have to eat it. No, I wasn't but meaning you... on Zam. I meant on the wormy thingamabobbity. Which so we put mustard down and it goes, <laughs> and then it runs away. I mean, that's the only thing that could happen, right? This is super sure thing. Guaranteed win, absolutely. Yes, yes. definitely. <laughs> 100%. I have a horrible feeling that the killer rats might be behind the door and we might want it for the killer rats, but yes. sure, that sounds like a great idea. I hand them the, the mustard. All right, I'm going to make you roll for Zam because I don't want any okay. part of this. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Guys, I think we came up with a great idea. <laughs> I think you did. So I want Zam to make for me a... It is a nimbleness roll. So a nimbleness roll, cool. So that is a plus one. So that would be that would be a six. <laughs> well, it's a success with a twist. So you see Zam, this boggle, again, like the little dust mite that they are, sort of hold this thing, which is much heavier than anything it's probably ever carried. <laughs> Starts dancing across, and then there's a moment where it's like, "Go, Zam!" And there's a moment, and he jumps onto the worm. The worm's sort of like, it's like, and then looks back at you. Goes, says, says in Boggle, can't undo lid. Needs loosen first. But it's on there with the thing, ready to give it to the creature. So I think what I'm saying is that he can give it to the creature, but you would lose all of it. Can't just use a little bit of it. Uh, well, Volska is a very in-the-moment type of person. And right now, <laughs> and they would much rather get that out of the way and worry about the killer rats later. So I say, break the bottle, get rid of this worm. All right, everyone, everyone okay with that? <laughs> but what do we need for killer rat? Luck. I have, a, I have a frying pan with me. Well, then we're done. That's... Again, instant win. What if we just hit a rat, hit a big worm with frying pan and save mustard for many rats? Also a good plan. Looking at the worm itself, it, it's it's four feet long and, and like quite wide and with its teeth as well. I mean, you've got it surrounded currently. It is one worm, but there are many rats. Let's all attack it at once! Okay, Riley, off you go. <laughs> Riley, you're right here. Go ahead. Oh, oh, sure. So Riley, Riley will whack it with a frying pan. That is exactly what I wanted to hear. Okay, so we're going to go into combat. <laughs> now, a conflict round is broken up into four phases. At the beginning of a conflict round, players state their intended actions to parlay, do an action, run, or fight in combat. So, phase one, parlay. At the beginning of any conflict, a player who wishes to talk first gets the chance to do so. If all goes well, the players may avoid conflict altogether. During the parlay phase, rolling a result of a failure with a plus is up for interpretation, just like any other check results. However, rolling a complete failure usually means things have gone awry, and the adversary is even more angry. Phase 2 – Action After the parlay phase comes the action phase, where anyone who wants to do something other than attack can attempt to do so. This is the time that players can use their non-social skills and abilities to defeat or defuse the situation. For example, they could try to cave in an entrance, cut a rope bridge, or dive for a precious item. Phase 3. Run. If the players wish to run, they are only as fast as their slowest in the party. The player with the lowest nimbleness rolls a nimbleness check, and failure here results in combat. Phase 4. Combat. The combat phase uses initiative. Every player rolls plus perception to determine the attack order. Anyone who rolls a 6 plus goes before the adversaries. Anyone who rolls a 5 or less goes after the adversaries. To attack in combat, the players must roll a d12, then apply their attack bonus, before minusing the adversary's defense. If the attack hits, players get to deal dread to their target's courage. I will say that melee and ranged combat are slightly different in terms of their hit and miss dynamic, 
but essentially in this game, rolling higher numbers in combat is always better. There are also rules for complete misses, misses with a plus, hitting with a counterattack, and critically hitting your target. But again, you can read all of this in detail in the Land of Eam Beta Quick Start Guide. So, I'm going to ask, so that we're clear, does anyone want to talk to this creature first? Nope. <laughs> nope? Leap. Good. Does anyone want to do an action first? That is not combat related. So it's using a skill which is not, uh, not social or attacking, essentially. And you can use something with the environment as well. You can make something appear. Yeah, I would get behind some boxes so I'm slightly further away. So Good to know. Cannot sit me. <laughs> I think I will get closer, actually, um, so that I'm nearby. Cool. Good to know. Portsica? I would like to throw some rope for Zam to grab onto mm -hmm. and save him from the worm. Easy enough. I think you, you maybe have just put this out beforehand so, like, They've got the rope and they've got the huge jars that are holding it. So that's fair. Cool. Does anyone want to run? <laughs> no? All right. So now I would like everyone to roll me uh, combat. So we're going to roll uh, it's plus perception. Tell me what order you go in. Okay. So we've got, oh no, not fingers. Okay. Uh, eight for <laughs> Squeege. Eight for Squeege. Uh, uh, eight for Kitty as well. Eight for Kitty. Thank you. Seven for Vorsha. And Riley. Ooh. Four, excellent. So yeah, so actually, Squeege, you go first. So in combat, adversaries, as they're called, always go on count level six, regardless of role, well, because it makes it easier. So Squeege, uh, you're, you're up first. What would you like to do in terms of combat? Can I hold for the frying pan? Is that possible? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we'll come back to that. Um, Kiri, are you doing something similar? Are you holding something? Wait for the frying pan. Wait for frying pan. The worm is still asleep. It spends its, it spends its turn snoozing. <laughs> oh no, sorry, Vorsica, sorry, what, what would you like to do? Sorry, I take back the, I take back the snoozing. Sorry, Vorsica, go. Wait for the frying pan. Okay, return to snoozing. Okay, Riley, <laughs> it's your go. We'd like to hit, hit with a frying pan. Excellent, roll for me, uh, d12, add your attack, and then I want you to take away, think, oh no, it's just, it's just a straight roll for this one. It's just a straight roll, but because I have nothing to attack. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. Ten. Ten. So you succeed. Uh, roll your damage for me, please. One. <laughs> One. That's such a shame. That's such a shame. <laughs> so you go and you're like, ah, you make a big noise and you hit it and you hit as hard as you can right in between sort of the eyes and the eyes blink awake and it's like, ah. <laughs> and these teeth. This more opens up and you see even more sets of teeth going all the way back into this horrible creature. But start of the round again. So, uh, well, you've got an action, right? So, Squeegee, what are you doing? I'm going to hit it with my shot. Hit away. So roll your, yeah, roll your d12 plus your attack. There's no defense on this creature. Nine plus two is 11. That definitely hits. And it's a d8 of dread. Uh, yep, that's it. Uh, that's an eight. How do you save Riley from this situation and destroy the slurp worm before it's even got up to it? I think my shovel comes down exactly after we're at the same place a frying pan did and it <laughs> creates a squeege-like substance. Indeed. So, like, Riley, there's a moment where you're like, ah, seeing this creature there, and then just a shovel comes and splats it. And again, this horrible inky black goo just, like, pfft, covers you, but the creature is like, pfft, and it's completely dead. 
you've solved the the slurp worm puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta be honest, it had no defense, so it was not gonna have much of a chance. Thanks, Squeech. That's that's definitely why you're the dungeoneer and I'm just 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 the loyal friend, cause cause my frying pan did nothing. It's because I'm the right kind of slimy. <laughs> it is because you are the right kind of slimy. You can see now these boxes are again the damp in them and the rot is starting to ease through. It is quite sweaty in here, but the way is open and moving a couple of uh, boxes aside, you see another door. Is there a window in this door? Uh, there is. Uh, you look through it, it's dirty as heck because no one's been in this room for ages. Weege, <laughs> do you have a feather duster in your backpack? I do not. However, I am l- liquidy, so I can try and like rub my arm against the window. <laughs> <laughs> like, or rub like, like, like a liquid shape against the window. One of those things you use to clean your keyboard with. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a cleaning roll here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, tell you what, why don't you do a tinker check for me? Fuck it, do a tinker check. That's an eight. An eight is a success. Uh, you, uh, I mean, you see through, and you can see through, like, and again, you, you squeeze up again to the top of it, and the other boggles are coming to have a look as well, so everyone, there's everyone in this little tiny window. You can see what looks like um, an office of some sort, using your dark vision, that's all you can see just now. Like the, the sort of shapings of like furniture and stuff. I will try something. All right. I'm going to use my narrator ability. Okay. <laughs> so I once per session, I narrate a desired outcome of a specific action or situation, beginning with the phrase, and then. See, and then, as he ventured further into the deep, the killer rats were all asleep. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so you need to roll for me a... An inspire check. And I get a bonus because I rhymed. <laughs> did. That was good. That was really good. Oh no, I still did really uh six. <laughs> so you say it, and as your word as you speak your words, you've you folk have seen this before when Kiri does this, when she sort of predicts the future and they were all asleep? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a shift, almost like a ripple through time as this happens. Something's definitely changed. You're not entirely sure what though. <laughs> But the door is still shut. Yes. But I thought I would get ahead of it. Is it locked? You've not tried it. Can I try it? It opens. That's a shame. I was really hoping I could use my hatchet here. You could just use it anyway. It's fine. We oh. pretend it's locked. You use hatchets. No, no, no. I think this is probably quicker and quieter. Okay. Too. Okay. Will Kiri, Riley, Squeege, and Vorsica succeed on their quest to find the deed for Wally? Or. Is it more likely they'll just keep getting distracted by pretty much everything in this dungeon? Find out next time on What Am I Rolling? The What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded, and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode's players were Amy, Naomi, Callum, and Elle. This episode's RPG was The Land of Eve, a fantasy RPG designed and written by Ben Costa and James Parks. You can find out more information about the Land of Eam on the official Land of Eam website. That's landofeam.com. You can also download the open beta bundle as a pay-what-you-want-for product on DriveThruRPG. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? 
Email the podcast at whatamirollingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at WAIR underscore podcast for the latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply.